Here you are once again listening to the Kyle Style Podcast. Now, I know I've said that I have some other podcasts coming, and I really do. Um, some different ones, a little more, you know, a little more researched and everything. But I kind of wanted to get something up on this because it's all kind of happening pretty quickly. Now, if you haven't been seeing the news about this particular story, uh, what happened on uh, New Year's Eve in uh, Cologne, Germany. Cologne, Cologne, city in western Germany. 2,000-year-old city, okay? New Year's Eve partiers, they were, uh, they were out, you know, partying, ringing in the new year. And this is according to the BBC now. Um, around 1,000 young men of uh, Af- North African and Arab descent decided to uh, show up down there and began uh, molesting, groping, uh, even reportedly raping German women who were there, assaulting men. They were robbing, they were mugging people, stealing their possessions. They were tearing women's clothes off, Um, as many as 40. So as many as, you know, basically as many as 40 victims uh, who have at least come forward and reported it. there, this apparently occurred, again, this was a uh, international train station, which, here's a little aside, I had to reread that, because, you know, as an American, I'm like, an international train station? Oh, okay, get it. It's actually near the border with um, Belgium and France as well. So, big train station, a lot of people out, there were surveillance cameras, they apparently have video of this happening, but there have not really been any arrests made or anything, now. I first heard about this again on, uh, uh, like, New Year's Day, even. I mean, you know, just flipping through the news and everything. And I was reading about it, and sort of, uh, you know, it seemed more obscure. It didn't seem like it was necessarily credible. And then here we are, I think, up yesterday, I first started to see bigger stories breaking about it. And now here it is. It's on BBC, and it's on, you know, CBS News. And there's... There's obvious, I mean, there's some obvious factors here. There's obvious issues. Um, Some people are claiming that German media, German police, German government kind of tried to cover up the race of the perpetrators. I've also read that that's not true, that from the beginning when they had the reports that said that they were Arab and, uh, you know, North North African, that, uh, you know, that's how they started reporting it. So... Alleged conspiracy cover-up, uh, alleged not conspiracy, not cover-up. I don't know. I didn't see the early coverage, but... And on top of that, to add insult to injury, uh, apparently the mayor of Cologne uh, has issued uh, guidelines for avoiding sexual assault if you're a German woman, uh, including such uh, helpful lines as, there's always the possibility of keeping a certain distance of more than an arm's length. That is to say, to make sure yourself you don't look to be too close to people who are not known to you and to whom you don't have a trusting relationship. So, I, I think that's classic victim blaming. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that's classic victim blaming. Uh, you know, don't get too close to don't get too close to the men because then they'll tear your clothes off but if you don't get within arm's length of them then they can't tear your clothes off it's like oh how helpful Uh, martial arts uh, advice from the mayor of cologne but anyways 
there's a an obvious issue here against a backdrop. And here on the Kyle Style Podcast, I have to point it out. My very first episode, episode one, was on the Syrian crisis. Okay. Now, at that time, when I made that podcast, I was reading comments from people who lived in Germany and other other you know Eastern European countries, and they were kind of saying a lot of these things that are gonna happen, like just like this, um, allegations anyway, or rumors, speculation that uh, ISIS had infiltrated people, and I still don't know if there's a clear answer on the. Uh, Paris attacks, whether that was, you know, refugee, migrant related, or if they were just radicals. Now, you you have to acknowledge that it seems like there's a correlation here. And of course, correlation does not equal causation, but there's a correlation here between the boldness of this event, and again, in Cologne, the boldness, which apparently has also was also organized they came in large groups and assembled together. They, they intended to do this. At least that's what I'm reading. Um, now you have to see the correlation, of course, between uh, the migrant crisis currently happening, currently unfolding, and the attacks like this, right? And here's where the, here's where there's, uh, the, the backdrop is, right? So here's another factoid. So here's another little factoid. Um, so the European Union has an official strategy or official statistics agency called Eurostat. Okay. In April, May, and June of this year, they recorded 213,000 migrants arriving. 213,000. Only one in five were fleeing the war in Syria. One in five. So 44,000 out of the 213,000 are actually from Syria. The other, All the rest are uh, political refugees. They're you know economic migrants. They're not fleeing a war zone. I don't think that that is what... The, that's not what the people of the EU were sold on when they were sold on an open-door policy. I think the idea was Syrians can come here because they live in a war zone. Uh, civil war that's been going on for five years now, uh, they can come here, not open the floodgates to everybody outside uh, that's everybody in North Africa to Afghanistan, right? So there's a political factor here, right? And I've already seen rumors and suggestions of this, and uh, apparently, well, Okay, I've read that there have actually been poll changes, you know, in surveys in Europe regarding the support, the public's support is shifting to the right, okay? It's shifting towards more conservative uh, political parties, uh, political parties that are addressing the migrant issues are getting more attention now and getting more support. Because in a lot of ways, people have at least apparently have cause to be alarmed, right? Now, you're like, well, but Kyle, like, you live in America. What do you even care? Well, this is going to happen. This is, this is what's going to happen. Trump 
is going to double down on his immigration rhetoric. People who otherwise might have been on the fence, they see kind of graphic story like this, and it wasn't you know it wasn't even deaths, but public uh, humiliation, violation, rape of you know of German women by immigrants, presumably. Okay. This is going to cause a political shift here. I don't know if it's going to be maybe a strong. Maybe some people don't care. They uh, still are, you know, would, are going to be pro-immigration, right? But this is what's going to—it's going to have a ripple effect here in the states. And given that this is an election year, it adds a little fuel to the fire. And and at the same time, here's the problem, okay? We, if we allow the, I don't know, what, 10,000, or we said something like 100,000 Syrian refugees in here. Now, unlike in the EU, I'd assume or presume that uh, they would be verified to be Syrians because that's who we're actually trying to help, right? That's who actually needs to flee their country, the women and children at the very least, because it's a war zone. They need to flee. They need protection. They should be able to go to the EU. They should be able to come here, right? But again, if one in five are actually from Syria, all the rest that come are just looking for—they're uh, looking for a handout. I mean, I, I can't begrudge them in a certain sense. I can't begrudge, you know, Mexicans trying to cross the southern U.S. border. I can't. I can't begrudge them trying because. The, po- the opportunities, the possibilities, it change, could change your whole life if you could just get here and make it work, right? But at the same time, all of the humanitarian aid, uh, the uh, assimilation funds, support money and all that, that would have gone to just the Syrian refugees, is now getting watered down across over a million refugees which have arrived in Europe this year. And there's more to come. But this kind of paranoia, and you, you, you factor in the San Bernardino shooting, right? You factor in this uh, blatant public disregard for, uh, for women's safety um, and, you know, direct attack, right? And it's starting to, it starts to make Donald Trump look like the voice of reason in a world gone mad and liberal voices are going to continue repeating their rhetoric that we're all the same and we should be welcomed with open arms and they're all good people and it's just not exactly true there are good and bad people amongst them but when we let, if we let them into America, as you let them in there, you you have to just acknowledge that you're letting in bad people. Okay. Now you can't you can't really waffle about that. There's no way around it. You can't double check everybody. You can't necessarily even confirm what country they're from, let alone if they have criminal behavior, if they're a radical, if they, uh, if they're some kind of uh, sexual deviant. You can't tell if they're a drug addict. You can't tell if they're a, an embedded drug mule. Yeah, how would you know? Right, so we have to be honest about the fact that, okay, on the one hand, the migrant crisis is a continuing, continuing problem in Europe. It's gonna continue to be, um, 
problem, but it also is our problem because they're going to be arriving in Canada. They're going to be arriving in the U.S., right? Uh, the And with, with an environment like this, a, cl a climate rather like this, there is xenophobia. There, there was xenophobia. Now there is xenophobia, more, even more, right? And the reception that they will get in America might be very, very mixed. And more incidents like this, right? Going unacknowledged by, by the left, by liberal politicians, is going to drive votership to the right. Because mass public sexual assaults by people who you know aren't from your country going unaddressed or not addressed, call it satisfactorily, will cause people to lose faith in their leaders. And they will choose to, they will choose to align themselves with new leaders who reflect their attitudes about this. Now, is a xenophobic uh, lockdown of the borders and a, you know paranoid suspicion of all Islamic peoples healthy? No. Is it good for the country? Probably not. Uh, is it unfair? Obviously. But this is what the right will paint it all as. As uh, you know, if you're European, it's an Islamic invasion. If you're in America, it's you know ISIS cells in, trying to infiltrate into a, into America, and it becomes increasingly difficult to not feel that way at least sus suspect that that could be true and cause otherwise open-hearted, kind people to, to have a change of heart, to change their minds. So, what you're going to see right now here in the next uh, few days, if the story kind of keeps up, right? If there's not some bigger news story to supplant it, because you know how you know half-assed we all are. Um... You're gonna see more waffling. I hope that there's a more of a there's a more direct record of how many victims, maybe at least a few arrests of who some of these people are uh, that engaged in this you know attack, and and just just keep an eye on how their media spins it uh, because they I feel like they will either not address it at all or the only people who are gonna address it are gonna be Republican candidates. Um, Trump will probably be on, at least on Twitter talking about it, and it's uh, it's a potential future problem for any country that has a large I, I I don't even know what to say like a large I don't want to say Islamic population because you know large Islamic populations don't necessarily do this uh, large you know. Middle Eastern and North African populations. I mean, that's not very fair. I, that's not really fair either. And probably not necessarily accurate. But think about this. This is another news story I came across recently, which is that in Norway, they caught flack for attempting to have classes that were designed to teach these uh, immigrants not to rape and about women's rights. Okay, now... There's even statements from men who are in these groups that they're they're very telling, they're very revealing. 
And it doesn't really have anything to do with them just being evil or anything. It's just a huge miscommunication of general cultural values, right? They view European women wearing skirts and makeup and drinking alcohol and being friendly and open and talking with you as the behavior of prostitutes and as being open for sexual advances. I mean, of course, Western men know that that's not, you know, necessarily true. I mean, maybe that's true, and we're always hoping it's true, but it's not necessarily always true. Uh, and, in fact, women will be very nice to people they hate, right? Uh, so that's a specific example of what we might be dealing with is just a massive cultural clash. But the problem is it's not going to get hashed out in classrooms like in Norway where they sit around and talk about it and have aha realization moments. It's going to happen in the streets and it's going to happen with uh, conflicts with police. It's going to happen in, in schools. It's going to happen in jobs. It, I, I have a feeling that it's going to be an ongoing social disaster and the real people it's really going to harm it's, it's going to harm the Germans, but it's not going to harm them that much. It's going to harm the Syrians, who are going to be bearing kind of the blame for all this, all these other immigrants, and Muslims in general, uh, and any, you know, kind of any brown person. You know, here in the U.S., after 9-11, you had like, you know, we, well, we just recently had the Sikh temple shooting. Uh, you know, Sikhs are not Muslims, but they wear turbans and they look Middle Eastern. You know, like I, I've knowing a little bit about um, Sikhs, they're basically pacifists, so it's kind of hard to have a, a real beef with a pacifist. Uh, but that's the confusion: is just what are these people? Uh, where are they from? Do you care? And how much do you not like them? Right? And the divide between the continually kind-hearted and the nationalists, the closed border types is going to become larger and the right is going to become more vocal. You're going to hear it. Thanks for listening once again. Uh, this was kind of a quick one. Just uh, reading some news bites and, uh, you know, you know the drill. Twitter, Facebook, uh, GoFundMe page, and I'll hopefully have a, a little more, uh, something a little more formal together for next week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>